Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Church, the devil's been fighting, but we're fighting back. Amen? I talked to a few of y'all this morning, and it was very encouraging to know that I'm going through A, I've been dealing with B, and upcoming is C, but I'm still here. And I felt that, I've, I've heard that from a lot of y'all this morning talking with y'all, and I see that echoing as the word God gave me, and that message has resounded very strongly in the worship, as you might have noticed, our faithfulness to God when it doesn't make sense. When all the world around us is falling apart and everything about us is questioning our position and those would say, how could you continue this way? And the words of Job's wife, who said these words, curse God and die. Worst advice ever, might I tell you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this world, if you're born again, clause, is not our home. If you've been adopted into the family of God, take heart. This world is cursed. We have famine. We have wars, pestilence. And all the reasons the world who doesn't know Christ would say, how could God let if A, B, C? We look at it and be like, he never did that. He gave us utopia. When we open the door and let the rabid dog in, we can't be mad at God for having rabies. Amen? Amen. When he said, don't do it. We opened up a whole world of mess that God, since the beginning, has worked to overcome. In fact, he is so smart. My Bible tells me he already knew it was going to happen. That's why he was slain before the very foundations of the world were ever even laid. This morning, if you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Daniel, the sixth chapter. This morning, if, if I may, by the Holy Spirit, this morning I will be teaching and preaching a message entitled, The Den of Destiny. The Den of Destiny. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 8 says this, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh an edge, a serpent, shall bite him. Today's word is a word for the persecuted to their prosperity. Today is a word for the tested to their testimony. The book of Psalms says this. Psalms chapter 7 verse 15. He made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch to which that he has made. And Proverbs 26 echoes another supportive text to Daniel chapter 6 which we are about to read. Proverbs 26 27 says this. Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein. I want to read that again. Whoso diggeth a pit, everybody say it with me, shall fall therein. So whomever sets the trap will become trapped. It's the word of God, amen? And he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. Now many of us in this room, I'm going to say before I start reading, we know the, would at least know enough of the book of Daniel in reference to the lion's den. Everybody figure that out? 
had a big picture of a line that should, that should be a dead giveaway, right? My name is Daniel, and I relate to that because the name Daniel means God will judge me. And as a pastor, it even says not to covet that gift because there will be a harsher judgment on me because what I'm delivering to you, I'm accountable to. Because if I, my words become a, or hey, if my life becomes a stumbling block to others, there will be a greater judgment on me because of my position as a teacher, a prophet, an evangelist, those, get, those offices, amen? Now, Daniel was a faithful man of prayer. Many of us know the story, so I don't want us to overlook it in passivity with a regard of, I know this story, praise God, he has bad news, he gets good news, everybody's happy, happily ever after, amen. I want us to dive deep into something specific that God revealed to me that I did not quite know. Everybody have the first verse of the book of Daniel in the sixth chapter, say amen. It says, and it pleased Daniel to sit over the kingdom Look at what I wrote on the screen. If you have your Bibles, praise God. But for a quick second, notice what I underlined. 120 princes, which should be over the kingdom. I'm going to say that again. It pleased Darius. This is the king of Babylon. Little context, just in case we don't know. The children of Israel are in captivity, like Egypt, a whole separate captivity, right? Different types of people, same issue. Rebellion. Church, sin, is ought against God. Church, sin displeases the Father. Church, humanity is not a willful excuse to live unrepented and willing in sin. Amen? Ask the Israelites. Over and over again, one captivity or the next. Now, that's a side sermon, but praise God, we know holiness is a real thing in the life of a Christian. Amen? Be ye holy, for I am... Amen. It pleased King Darius to set over the kingdom of Babylon, where they're in captivity, 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Verse 2, it says, And over these three presidents, of whom, check this out, Daniel was the third, second, first. If we are faithful, and in the worst of circumstances, when our enemy comes against us, God will give us favor. The Bible tells me that, there you go, when a man's ways please the Lord, as Daniel was, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. What's amazing is this is not even just peace. Darius the king wasn't just, he's a cool guy, he favored him. Amen? First, of the three, of the three presidents that were over those 120 princes, that the princes might give an account unto them which one of three would be Daniel, and the king should have no damage. In other words, given that uh, responsibility to those people. Isn't that great? Yeah, oh, not my fault, guys. That's y'all. Then Daniel, verse 3, was preferred above the presidences. So now, he, this is the thought process. I'm going to set up 120 people over my whole kingdom. And over those 120 princes, I'm going to put three. I should put Daniel in that. And then he says, you know what? I'm going to put Daniel over him, over all three presidencies. So you can see the favor that Daniel received from the king. Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. Everybody seeing that? Because an excellent spirit, an excellent spirit was in him. I know Acts chapter 2 hadn't happened yet, but glory to God, here's the deal. That spirit was from the Holy Spirit. 
That's God. And the king thought that it was set over him to the whole realm. But y'all watch, because when God brings favor, the devil brings trial. The devil brings persecution. My wife always said that some of the great, one of the greatest signs of your life in alignment with God and to be positioned where God wants you to be is the extent of your trial, the extent of your persecution. If it's oh happy day every day, you might want to get back to your prayer closet and say, God, did I miss something? Amen? So think about that. And the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. The presidents and the princes. How many is that? 123. Amen, Jacob. We could do math. How many princes? 120. How many presidents? Three. Yeah, why? Because they, he decided, never mind, I'm going to put Daniel above the presidents. So he had a substitute. Three presidents, 120 princes, Daniel, and then King Darius. Y'all following that? Everybody good. Amen? But they could not find a reason nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither any error or fault in Daniel. Whoo, come on. That's a good, that's a good place to be. Amen. Now, verse five said, then said these men, what shall we find any occasion against Daniel, except that we find he is him concerning the law of his God. The only thing that they could find anything that might, might, possibly, could be at fault was his fellowship and obedience and devotion to his God. Hmm. Church, if y'all come today, if that anyone, however many enemies you might have, and every single one of them said, that's your fault, you're having a good day. That's a good day. If that could be only, if your only fault is that you love God more than anything else, glory to God, you're in a good position. Amen? Then these presidents and princes, still following this, because I want us to note, as we keep reading, we, we neglect the number. At least I did. I was a kid raised in a church. We had a lot of VHS tapes, tapes as a kid. There was cartoons. But let's come out from the milk to the meat of the Word of God. Amen? Because you're going to find as you grow in the Lord, you're going to see things in the Word of God and be like, Whoo, Lord Jesus, it was really this level, not this level. Okay, now I'm laying that foundation. We got we to gotta see this. Assembled together the king and said thus unto him, King Darius. Now these are the presidents and the princes. How many of these? 123. So 123 of Daniel's accusers. Not a, not a group, not a little posse, not a little couple of guys who were just, I'm going to stand. There was 123 people that said, King Darius. Live forever, it says. Verse 7. All these presidents of the kingdom. And then this is where the numbers are going to get finicky because it does not list them. Check this out. The presidents of the kingdom. How many is that? Three presidents. The governors. How many? We have no idea. And the princes, right? And how many of those? 120. Counselors, we have no idea. And the captains. So we've got presidents, governors, princes, counselors, and captains. And on the basis of assumption of the numeric value of princes, the governors and the counselors are safely to assume a larger number than just a handful. Amen? Y'all follow? A couple hundred possibly. We don't know. But it's huge. So here's the deal. 
and have consulted together and established a royal statute to make and firm a decree that whosoever shall ask an ap- any petition of any god, notice this it says too, or man, for 30 days except thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish this decree and sign it in writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not, means this cannot change. Everybody following? Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Let me tell you something. The devil's tactic is to fluff you up. The devil's tactic is to fluff up the pride. Oh, you're so this. Oh, you're so talented. Oh, you're so this. A little bit of a nugget. If your enemy trying to take over, watch the people that flatter you the most. Amen? Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, Daniel found, about, found out about this decree. He went into his house, and his windows being open, and his chamber toward Jerusalem, he knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. In other words, nothing had changed. Nothing had changed. Roe versus Wade can pass, but the Word of God does not change. Amen? It still says, thou shalt not murder. And these men, what is the implied? The very last verse, all of these people, a lot of people, everybody say a lot of people. A lot of people assembled together and found Daniel praying and making a supplication before his God. So verse 12 says this, Then they came near and spake before the king concerning this decree. This is where the accusation begins. Hast thou not signed a decree, O Darius, every man that shall ask a petition of any god or within any three days, uh, thirty days, save thee, O king, except thee, O king, shall be cast in the den of lions, upward inflection, question mark, asking him directly. The king answered and said, This thing is true according to the law of Moses and the peace of Persians, which altereth not. He's affirming the fact that this cannot change. So this is, this is going to get interesting. Then they answered and said before the king, That Daniel... That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that has been signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him and labored him till the morning, till the going down of the sun, excuse me, to deliver him. He was remorseful. Trust me, y'all will understand why I'm emphasizing the princes, the governors, the counselors, these men, right? These men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree or statute which the king established may be changed. Obviously, the reason why they're emphasizing that is because he realized he was been trapped. In this moment, can you imagine how Darius feels? Darius knows that they're jealous. He understands that. He's a human being. Y'all can tell when somebody's jealous and envious, right? So King Darius is in a position where he knows he wants so bad to deliver Daniel, but he set himself up in the trap because he allowed his pride to get the best of him. Pride is a bad thing. Pride goeth before the fall. So then the king commanded, they brought Daniel, cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest sometimes... Thou God, thou, oh, come on. So I'm about to preach this part, Jacob. Come on. Why is that? Because it says even the heathen, even the unsaved person, thy God whom thou servest only on Sunday mornings. 
continually, church. Let me tell you something. You want to find the favor of God, you got to find God. And you got to find him every single day. Church, if we're not buried in our time with the Lord every single day, he did it three times a day. He set his face towards Jerusalem. My God didn't have to be religious, but they, he put so much emphasis in his prayer time. Lord, let everybody know I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let all the world see. Pull up those blinds. Open the windows. Open the doors. I'm calling out to you, God. Y'all got to get something inside of you. Daniel had it. It was called a good spirit. He will mm, deliver you. I like this because of the source. He wasn't, shall we say, born again of the Old Testament time. Right? He was still a Babylonian heathen king. Man. He was saying, the God who moves the mountain, that thou whom thou servest. The God who moves the mountain. Yeah. We're going to sing it again. <laughs> Verse 17, and the stone was wrought and laid upon the mouths of the den. If y'all know the story, the mouths of the line were shut. But notice what it says, laid upon the mouth of the den. The den's mouth was shut. And laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. You know what's interesting? I find that in a sense of similitude, this was not in my notes, but praise the Lord God. I want y'all to see that. You know, as it is in heaven, so it is on earth. I don't know if y'all realize, but the reason we do baptisms as a ceremonial act of I'm dying to self, coming alive, because what we do in the natural has an effect in the spirit. Where even the heathen king Darius had prophesied, said, the God whom thou servest, that he will deliver thee. And he sealed the mouth of the den. He sealed it shut. And just in the same similar to prophetic sense that the prophetic went forth, he sealed it in the urgent sense of on the delivery. He was on his side. I'm sealing that mouth. And God sealed the lion's mouth. Then the king went into his place and passed the night fasting. Lord Jesus, the heathen is fasting. Oh me. Neither were the instruments of the music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Verse 19. Then the king rose early in the morning and went in and hastened to the den of lions. And when he came into the den, he cried a lamentable voice. O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? And then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. And I bet you in that moment he was shouting. I bet you he was. My God has sent an angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not heard me for as much as before him innocence was found in me. Also before thee, O king, I have done no hurt. In other words, he was saying, I, I am innocent. I am not guilty. I haven't done anything wrong. And God has spared me. Then the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was pulled out, taken out of the den, and no man was hurt found upon him, not even a scratch. Now church, because he believed in his God. You know, church, I'm going to tell you, this is just me. So pull back for a second here. This is my opinion. I'm about to give you my opinion of how what we compare God's MO 
and what you've been through to validate this as well. I can see Daniel walking into this den, looking around, and as that, that, that stone was sealed, he had that quick moment of, am I going to believe God for this? Or is this the last day of my life? Will he deliver me or won't he? Will I still stand in faith? You see, a lot of people would probably be like, how could God let this happen? All I do is I pray three times a day. God, I'm not ashamed. I even open my windows. I don't, want any, I don't care if anybody laughs at me. And yet here I am. I know many of us here in this room, myself included, y'all serve the Lord. You love Jesus. You've done so many wonderful things. And when the devil comes at you, the first thing he tells me, how could God let this happen? Is he not on the throne, Pastor Glenn? Did he not speak the words that had said, let there be light, and there was light? And then in just six days, all that we ever see was created. We serve a powerful God. Knowing that, the devil used it against us to say, why would he let it if he could just snap his fingers and stop it? I believe everyone had that quick moment, fork in the road. And praise God, all the examples that we have to preach about today, the one that said, I will still believe. That song. Oh, and I still believe you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I still believe. Whew, we can sing that one too. Amen. <laughs> we have to come to a point in our life that we will still believe. I'm not. I, oh, the, the greatest example I can tell you, the three Hebrew boys that said, my God is able to deliver me from the fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't heart of worship church, even if he doesn't, I will not bow the knee. I will not compromise in sin. I will not rebel against my God. I will go to the fire and I will burn for him. Jesus. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him praise. And that's okay, church, because these are the people that are convinced this world is not our home. So even if the lion chews Daniel's limbs and crushes him to pieces, he knows that his God, he's going to live with forever for all eternity. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Verse 24. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had, say this word, accused Daniel. See, in the Sunday school cartoons that we watched on the VHS tapes had a little handful of little guys, about three or four of them, take into account how many were those that had accused him. And they cast them into the den of lions, them and their children and their wives. Now the number gets even bigger. That helped me realize how big was that den? And if the den being as big now that I perceive, how many lions were there? Think about it. Praise God. Y'all saw seeing light bulbs. I'm not alone. Oh, I said, Lord Jesus. You see, when you start to see, we knew it was bad enough. I think modern Christianity can't compare to even the Sunday school version of Daniel's temptation. Y'all follow? But it got even much bigger when I realized how many were thrown Take that number of those that accused, add the children, add the wives. Now, that's a gory situation. Side note, God didn't tell them to do that. He was a Babylonian king, not endorsed by God, right? Hear me. 
The point is, there were a lot more lines than we might think. I'm just saying, because it says, that had mastery of them, verse 25. Then King Darius wrote unto all the people of the nations that would dwell in the earth, be multiplied upon you, and I make a decree. And now, this was turning around, that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. This is Babylon, church. You see, talking about God can use a bad situation to turn good. Even the rebellion of Israel brought not just the nation, but one specific man named Daniel that was willing to stay faithful to God when it doesn't make sense. When everybody says you should just turn from God, why? He must not be a real God. Then why even do this? Because a loving God would not ABC. He would one, two, three. He stayed faithful and revival broke out in Babylon. Jesus, which goes to show you, church, all it takes is one praying person to change a nation. One. God, Jehovah said, I sought for one intercessor, but I found none. None. One. May it not be laid on our cause that if it were written in the books of old for this little town of Letsworth that had heart of worship church, God would say, I seek for an intercessor. And God forbid if he would have to say, I found none. <sighs> Make a decree that in every dominion and kingdom tremble before God of Daniel, for he is the living God. He didn't stop there, church. Look, this. listen to what he says. Before the God of Daniel. Tremble and fear, for he is the living God and steadfast forever, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. He delivereth. Everybody said delivereth. He rescueth. Everybody say rescueth. He rescueth. He worketh signs and wonders in the heaven, whom hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus and the Persian. Let me lay this, lay this to, a, to a perspective. I just realized that what a powerful testimony for Darius to see the awesome power of God that stopped literally a huge herd of lions. Not one of them took a bite of Daniel or scratched or attacked or pounced. Nothing. He was totally fine. Take note that if God would adhere to our request and say, God, let it not be even come to that area. Let me not even walk close to the edge of persecution or the cliff of trial. You can snap your fingers, as we just said, to validate such a loving, omnipotent God who is all-powerful but all-loving. He could just snap his fingers and make all our problems go away. What kind of powerful testimonies would be in the Word of God if he did? If he honored that mindset of our humanity, we would have a very boring Bible. I feel the Lord on that right now because we got boys that walk through fire and the only thing that burned was the things that bound them. If God snapped his fingers and said, you know what, never mind, let's just knock the statue over, get him saved, and then we're done. Cool. But we have so much better testimony to see the omnipotent power of God that moved and walked, put in Peter to walk on the water, to put David before a giant, a little bitty old shepherd boy, Come on, somebody. You see, we're in a season of battling. We're in a season of people that are dedicated to fight 
this good fight of faith. Our nation is fighting against the spirit of death, taking authority over abortion. States are passing laws. We are seriously on the offensive against the kingdoms of darkness. And many of us here in this room who have chosen Christ, who have repented of their sins, you have to expect a den of lions. We have to, and God help me, we have to be remembered that the devil will send those governors, those counselors, the princes, the presidents, those people that will come against us to accuse us and leave bad reviews on Facebook. When those things happen and laws are being passed simply to stifle the freedom of speech for pastors, we have to know we're on the right side. Be encouraged. The more fiery darts that come against us, yes, use the shield of faith, but that should encourage you. Because when the devil prepares the dens of lions, remember what we read in Proverbs and Psalms and Ecclesiastes. He just hung himself just like Haman. If y'all know the story about Haman, come on, somebody, give him praise. Get ready, get ready. It might look tight. I see us all wiping the sweat off our brow, but when the morning comes... Though the sorrow may last through the night, joy comes in the morning. The stone was rolled away, literally for Daniel. Jesus rolled the stone away, and the devil was defeated. Come on, church. That's what it's about. You cannot have testimony without the test. Thank God for the lion. Thank God for the bear. Thank God for this den. Because this is actually the execution block for the devil. We're standing in it as though that's where we're supposed to. No, the devil just laid his own trap. He who diggeth the pit falls into He who pushes the stone rolls on him. You see, church, I'm talking about a spiritual prince of darkness. You're standing here, and I know many of everyone in this room has this trial. You're standing on the other side of that stone as you hear it rolling and it's about to close on you. You're nervous. It's getting crazy. Things are going wrong. Things are going the way it shouldn't go. But this is the den that God is going to allow Satan to backfire on. The den that was prepared for you was meant for the devil. So church, it is our destiny. It is our destiny. The fire was prepared for three Hebrew boys. The den was prepared for Daniel. The giant was prepared for David. Oh, Lord Jesus, the best example. The cross was prepared for Jesus. The stones were prepared for Stephen. Every den. Every noose. Haman. Every mountain, it always fell back on the devil. Always. Always. So I'm saying today, church, if you find yourself this morning and you're in the den, say this, Lord, it's my destiny and I receive it. And though you slay me, yet will I serve you. Though you take from me, I will bless your name. Though you ruin me, still I will serve you. Everybody stand. 
And this den was much bigger than I thought. Your problem seemed much bigger than you think. Oh, church, but our God, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. He is the one, as Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, not the devil, not the devil. We see, we give him credit, the devil, for so many things that God is saying, trust me, trust me, trust me. Lord, we thank you for those lines. We thank you for the testimony. We thank you for the fiery darts of the enemy that says, I am on the right side. Today you are battling sickness. Today you are battling rejection. Today you are battling your enemies, tempting you with bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment. Your lion's den is destiny that will lead you closer to God and even set a nation free. These altars are open if you want to lay your burden before God and say, Lord, still believe that even when the stone rolls and seals me in, even when I'm facing my giants, even when I'm in the fire, even when I'm sick, even when I'm down, even when my children abandon me, even when all the world falls apart, God, I still believe. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.